0: Hey, this is Mr. Anderson. Anderson, and you are listening to Two Out of Three Falls. Yeah, 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 what up? You know, it's uh, Peter Rosenberg, Hot 97, ESPN, WWE Network, GP Podcast, talking all
1: things wrestling with my man Randy Cruz, the Cruise Control Podcast. You're listening to Cruise Control with Randy Cruz. This is the voice of the new world order. And... W-O. Welcome to a brand new edition of Two Out of Three Falls Podcast here on the Cruise Control Podcast Network. As always, I'm joined by a great friend of mine and my co-host, Mr. Graham Matthews from both Bleacher Report and fan-cited Daily DDT. Graham Matthews, my man, how you doing? Doing great, Randy. Great to be back. Thanks for having me, as always. No problem, man. Uh, we can find you on Twitter at WrestleRant. Uh, happy New Year to you and the family, first and foremost. Uh, Always a, a great job You doing on the show Always appreciate you coming on Sharing your insights For the world of professional wrestling Schooling me on a few things So catch me up daily <laughs> And um, vice versa <laughs> We're talking about the 97 Rumble Later on a different show You'll be schooling me on that So That's it goes right. both ways That's right Uh, You can follow me on both IG and Twitter At Randy J Cruz R-E-N-D-Y The letter J-C-R-U-Z you can find the podcast on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube.com slash Cruise Control Podcast. Show us some love and support for the program. Shout out to our great friends at Red Bull. See the cans and fridge behind me. I would appreciate their love and support for the program. So, Graham, uh, we're embarking on day one this Saturday, the first pay-per-view of the year for the WWE. Um, Going to talk about that. we got a couple of releases. um, i think right out the gate i think was shocked or, or surprised people uh yesterday was the fact that tony storm was released out of nowhere and that we're still trying to get information i think that was broken by sean Rossap sap of fifo.com mm-hmm. um from what we're hearing what we see is that I, I, she either wanted her release she quit uh we don't know too much info about it but uh, you know, I follow you on Twitter, obviously, and you was you know you were saying that you were kind of sad that, that 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 this happened. Uh, wasn't a big fan of how she was booked in general, and just the fact that she might have quit on her own. Uh, again, we don't know what's going on, but what was your take on Tony Storm being released by the company?
0: Yeah, it was surprising, maybe not too too surprising. So the wording exactly that Sean had used in his report and that PW Insider had backed up. Um, a few other sources, I think Cassidy Haynes of Bodyslam.net added some more details late last night mm-hmm. that I saw on, on the whole situation that she left on her own. So they didn't like, they've released a lot of people this year. She was not among those that was presumably cut due to budget cuts, which is a right. bullshit excuse anyway, given that it's WWE. Um, she had quit on her own and not just quit, but apparently she worked a house show. Today's Thursday. She worked the house show Tuesday night, triple threat, got pinned. Apparently it had nothing to do with the match. The match went on as planned. No backstage drama. She mm-hmm. paid for her own plane ticket out of pocket. Flew home, and that was it. And she quit the company. It wasn't like I'm asking for my release. Like she probably did, but it was like an impromptu thing where I'm going home. And they granted her release. It wasn't one of those things where they're like going to hang it over her head and keep her in like a limbo for a while, which they've done for a lot of people. Right. Um, something happened when something similar happened with Neville about four years ago. Now Pack obviously in AEW where. He also reportedly walked out of Raw and then he had quit the show, but they didn't actually grant him his release for like a solid year after that with her, with the way the company, it's a different company now, not a different company, but things work a little bit differently. Now they're actually welcoming to opening people, you know, leaving the company. Mm -hmm. If they're like Charlotte Flair, Sasha Banks, different story, obviously Tony storm, they never really saw as a priority and that's part of the problem. Uh, Long story short, she's a tremendous talent. One of the best female wrestlers in the world, in my opinion. One of the best in general. She's still super young. She's 26 years old. She has her entire career, future ahead of her. Um, you know, I, I said on Twitter, I don't want to get too, too much into it because I don't know all the details. I don't know what personally. Right. I know in speaking to her myself, I did an interview with her about a year ago. She's done a lot of other interviews talking about mental health and stuff like that. And There have been other wrestlers over the years, in recent years, that have had to retire, take time off due to mental health stuff, depression, which is completely understandable, and it kind of um, sees them act in certain ways that they normally wouldn't. So I look at what happened, and I'm not saying that was the reason. I'm just saying it could be a reason. Uh, maybe it's a personal thing. She does have a fiancé that works for Impact slash New Japan. Maybe the traveling was a, was a problem. I assume – that there is more to this than what meets the eye as far as like she had some personal stuff going on, mm-hmm. which I would almost, you know, I, I understand that obviously, especially if it's a mental health related thing, um, you know, up and leaving the company the way she did is definitely not. Yeah, it's, it's definitely not ideal. It's definitely not recommended. Punk kind of did something similar many, many years ago. And, you know, it, it was, it was, a, I mean, maybe there's some health issues there that we don't know. We have completely no clue right now, what I'm more concerned with though, regardless of whether she was quit or released, but she seemingly quit, was that her booking on the main roster was complete and utter fucking garbage. I mean, she was with the company in the main roster as part of the SmackDown brand for five months. For a good probably half of that time, they had nothing for her on the show. And they have a brand split. They really don't have a lot of people on Raw or SmackDown right now because they've released a lot of people this year. The Mm -hmm. rosters are pretty thin. You can find television time for someone like Tony Storm. So they only did recently. They put her in a feud with Charlotte. That completely fucking sucked. I wanted to like it both women are very good. I wanted to like the matches. One they never really clicked and two the actual segments building up the feud having to do with pie and it has to be seen to be believed with how fucking dumb this shit is. I mean you could probably believe it cuz it's modern day WWE with some of the stuff they do but uh the feud did absolutely nothing to ele- to elevate this woman whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Charlotte beat her last week to retain the SmackDown Women's Championship and that was it. That, that was the last that we saw of her on TV. And the last visual of her that we will see on WWE TV is her sitting on the ground crying as Charlotte celebrated her championship victory. Um, So I'm sure she'll land on her feet if she wants to continue wrestling or doing stuff with wrestling. She can go to pretty much any company and be successful. Um, She had a great run in NXT UK. She didn't really have that good of a run in NXT. She was only brought in about a year ago, year and a half ago. And it didn't have a lot to do with her there either. They turned her heel, but even that was kind of, you know, she didn't really do a lot in NXT either, but mm-hmm. I don't know at a time in WWE where they really don't have a lot of stars. They just kind of keep going back to the same people love the four horse women, but they're kind of like the tried and true of WWE where they'll always go back to them. Like we have two of them as champions right now, which is fine, but you need to start building up new women too. people like Tegan Knox getting released. uh, You know, now Tony storm among other people to me just makes no sense when you should be wanting to build up new stars for these women to face and right. Charlotte beat her and, and that was kind of it. They should have kind of rebounded from there. That to me makes no sense. So just an unfortunate situation. She was mm-hmm. a favorite of mine. Um, hopefully she does well in the future and all is okay first and foremost. But I'm sure she, wherever she goes next, if anywhere, whether it be an AEW or an impact or whatever, she'll do just fine.
1: Yeah, because you know, the people I follow on Twitter, they 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 were like, you know, again, this is not as important, but now, you know, we we, we got the rumble next month. And it's like, you know, there's a men's rumble and a women's rumble. And it's like, how are we going to get 30 women in there when you are losing women day by day by day? And I think the bigger issue is the fact that your women's division is getting cut short by the day. And it's like, Mm -hmm. how do you, you mentioned the four horsewomen, Hall of Famers, classic. We we understand that. It's like, who is coming after that? Who are getting those opportunities Either they're going to get them there or somewhere else. And it's like years ago, your division was top notch had a whole resume of people. Now it's like, who else we got? And again, Tony Storm was just another person being let go or, you know, going away from the company. And I was like, all right, now what do we do? So like, that's the bigger question. What do they do with, with, with that division going forward?
0: That's the question. I mean, like you brought up, I had seen the same thing. How do you even fill out a 30 woman Rumble with the people they have on the roster? And the answer is you can't. With the current roster that they have on Raw and SmackDown, you can't. And they're going to have to do what they did last year and the year before, where literally about half of the entrants were all either NXT women or surprises from outside of the company. I mean, we, right. we were kind of scratching the bottom of the barrel last year when we brought in Jillian fucking Hall. I mean, I know she has her fans (laughs) from 15 years ago, but Jillian Hall sucked in the ring. And uh, it was a nice little throwback, but at the same time, I'm like, I just really don't care. Mm -hmm. Um, That to me is a waste of a spot. And when you you could have more women occupying these spots from the active rosters, and we just don't have that right now. Even NXT, I mean, NXT for the longest time was regarded as the best women's roster in the United States, maybe not including Japan. They have some great Mm -hmm. women's wrestling rosters over there they released a lot of those women They either got called up and got released or were released while they were in NXT and NXT still has a pretty good women's division right now. Uh, Mandy Rose is doing her thing. Cora Jade's an up and comer. Raquel's doing well among other people. Toxic attraction. I like on NXT 2.0, but it's not the same depth that it was about, at this time a year ago, two years ago, when they had a women's war games match earlier this month, that was great, but it didn't live up to the same women's war games matches from last year and the year before. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, with the rumble, they're going to have to fill the spots with like mystery entrance and. just at a certain point, you know, we will never get to a point in WWE and a lot of these companies where we're going to have as many women as we do men. I I understand that a lot of people want to see it be that way. And I get that too with WWE, that'll never be the case, especially when they can only, Ever really have, it seems like on Raw and SmackDown, 10 women at a time on each show. SmackDown, at one point six months ago, had like maybe five active women. It was very, very bad. And it's only Mm. marginally better now. I don't know. I don't really think that, like you were saying, Randy, about like building towards the future. I don't think they're too concerned with that. They have the here and now, and they're not going to really worry about what's next until Charlotte retires or leaves, or until Sasha gets hurt, retires or leaves. And same thing with Bailey and Becky until Becky becomes too big for WWE or Sasha becomes too big for WWE and they leave until that point, they will continue to rely on those women. And, yep. uh, you know, even Asuka's not around right now. She got hurt. I don't know when she's coming back. She's been gone for months and even her, I mean, she's not the, she's not the future, not just because she's older. That really doesn't have much to do with it, but more because mm-hmm. she's already done it all. She, she's done everything there is to do in WWE. We need more, more women like her and every woman that they call up. Not everyone is a home run. I think Aaliyah is not that good, but, People that they've called up again, like a Tegan or a Shotzi or a um, a Tony Storm, people like that should be the next crop of talent filling out these women's divisions. And two out of the three women, two out of the three women that I just mentioned are gone. So that's WWE's women's division in a nutshell right now.
1: Yeah, I I don't even know how they're going to fill out that rumble. You know, they're probably going to (laughs) call Lita, Trish, all those, you know, Melina. Yeah, I don't know. Melina. Yeah it's not even like
0: there's women. I mean, there are a lot of women outside of WWE, but it's not like there's any like major free agents. They can bring in either. Um, The biggest free agents on the women's wrestling market right now have either been signed by other promotions or um, like Tessa Blanchard, for example, she's just, I think she would have been great in WWE years ago, but she has some reputation, a pretty bad reputation for some bad stuff. She has a bad rap right now, so I don't think WWE would touch her. I think she signed to a different promotion right now anyway, like a much smaller promotion. So, contractual, I'm not even sure that would work. But no one really wants to see her there. I totally get that. I'm in that camp as well. And the other women on that free agent market are people that WWE just released. I mean, they released, look at all the women they've released in the last six months. of uh, Valkyrie, Nia Jax, Eva Marie. Uh, again, Tony Storm quit. Tegan Knox, they cut. Mercedes Martinez just showed up in AEW. Right. Ember Moon. It, you could create your own women's wrestling roster with the women they have cut in the last year. It, it's really unbelievable. It really is crazy. Ruby Riot, they released. Mm-hmm. Uh, she ended up in AEW. Lana's not that good, but they cut her too. The iconics. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. It's, it's really crazy.
1: And hey, you mean to tell me that not one of them could have been like the next star to follow Charlotte, Becky, Sasha, and Bailey. Like I I,
0: I could name a handful oh. of those people that I just mentioned that definitely could have been, I mean, Tony, most definitely. I think Tegan never really, the, the worst part about these women is that w- with them getting released is that they were never even given a shot. Like mm. for example, like, I don't want to see anyone get released, but like, for example, if they release Cesaro tomorrow, first of all, the guy's great. But the thing with Cesaro is that he's been there for a decade. Clearly not that they tried and they failed with him. They just never really even tried, but he was there for so long. It's like, okay, they had their opportunity. Tony was on the main roster for five months. Tegan Knox never had like more than a a match or two on her own before she got cut. Like they didn't even give these women an opportunity to fail. Like they didn't even give, it's not like they tried to push them and they failed and then they let them go. Or like they failed because of WWE, which is usually the case. Like, I use this as a, you know, an example every fucking time we talk, Randy. Jinder Mahal. They gave that guy a lot of chances as the WWE champion. That was a six-month-long experiment that failed. Yeah. They tried longer with him than Tony Storm was even on the main roster. That, to me, is wild. That's wild. And she's someone that could be a future investment, top champion, notable name. They didn't even try. I mean, the booking lately has been terrible. She was involved in the title picture for about a month, but that's about it. So, like Keith Lee, Carrying Cross, same thing. They didn't even try with these people before they let them go. They just didn't think they were worth anything after calling them up from NXT and then let them go. Bronson Reed never even got called up to the main to the main shows. He just got cut before he even got called up, mm-hmm. which is crazy. So that that's the state of WWE. We've reached the point where they're not releasing people. Like for the longest time, they would cut people that were there for years, and we would say they underutilized him. Like they could have done better but at least they, they, they were there long enough to kind of test the waters to see if they were going to push them or not. Right. The, these people are there for a year or less, and they still get rid of them before they can even really get back their investment, so to speak. It's, mm-hmm. it's amazing the way that things work in WWE right now.
1: There was one question I wanted to ask you last week. I, I totally forgot about it. As we embark on day one on Saturday, um, the fact that Roman fired Paul Heyman you know, did the, the the whole punch thing to to, to Paul in the ring, and now it's like, you know, where we go with Paul Heyman professionally, you know, you know, from a from an on air personality standpoint. Um, But I I felt their duo on on screen was so was so cool, was so dope for that what year and a half long time mm-hmm. that Paul has been with with Roman Reigns. Now there's no Paul Heyman by Roman Reigns side. As a fan, did you feel like? it was the right time to break them up. Number two, does that affect or benefit the Roman Reigns character to kind of separate himself from Paul Heyman going forward with however long he has the uh, universal title?
0: I think there's still a chance that it can end up being a swerve and Heyman
1: teases
0: being done with Roman and maybe Brock trusts him. I don't know if Brock is that dumb from a character standpoint, but They kind of tease getting Brock and Heyman back together only for Heyman to realign with Roman. And it was a ruse the whole time. Mm. Um, I feel like they're really laying it on so thick that it would, it just makes sense for them to go in that direction. Um, That's what I want to see them do. I love the Heyman and Roman pairing. I would not break them up permanently right now. Not that Roman needs Heyman. He's obviously great on his own as this heel character. He's got the Uso still with him. So that makes sense. Right. Um, I, I know it's been over a year, year and a half now, but I still would, I would still say it's, it's too early to do it. I would wait a little bit longer, at least until after he loses the championship, uh, whenever that might be that, that could be Saturday for all we know, but um, I wouldn't do it now. I know they did it technically a week or two ago. I still think it was a ruse and I still think we could see, um, you know, them, them ultimately realign in the next couple of weeks. So uh, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, probably a day one specifically, I, I don't know if they're done just yet. If, if come day one and they haven't reunited Maybe the Rumble, if not there, then we can say they're fully done. I would say they are indeed done, which I don't think they are. It was definitely too soon.
1: Mm. So now if it is, quote unquote, done with, between the, between those two guys, does that hurt or benefit the Roman Reigns character going forward? I would say if if either one, it might be more of a neutral
0: thing where it doesn't really affect him much. Because okay. it's not like he needs Heyman you know, to do the promos for him. It mm-hmm. To me, it was more always of, and, and Roman was never the greatest talker of all time. He's really grown into that role, especially as a heel over the last year. Um, it Um To me, it reminded me more of Punk and Heyman from about a decade ago, where Punk was always an amazing talker. He didn't need Heyman, but it was a pairing that worked and Heyman added to the act. Um, and they broke them up after Punk was, you know, long had lost the WWE championship and Punk yeah. face. That made sense. That was fine. With the Roman thing, I feel like it's still, there's more to do there. The storyline, the storytelling is perfect. If either one, if he doesn't remain neutral, I would say he hurts is, is hurt more by it than he has helped. Um, I don't think Heyman was holding him back. I feel like Heyman's facial expressions, his promos, interactions with the Usos, stuff like mm-hmm. that were money. And I'm not, I'm still not tired of it. it's still been over a year, which is crazy. I'm still not tired of the Roman and Heyman pairing. I, not saying they should be together for as long as Brock and Heyman were, which was like 20 years. Um, but at least for the foreseeable future, I would not pull that trigger yet. So I would say Roman is more hurt by it, but it's it's not like his character is completely ruined without Paul Heyman.
1: If it ain't Brock, if it ain't Roman, who is a, a star that you would like to see Paul Heyman work with on the main roster on NXT I think he was, he was with with Cesaro for a little bit back you know yeah, a, a couple years ago yeah. but if there was a a newer person you want to see Paul Heyman uh side by side with who would benefit male or female who would benefit from that
0: um you know there's no one name that comes to mind I we've always like fantasized about like who the next Paul Heyman guy would be yeah um I mean I guess it's kind of Roman Reigns now I really, I had a list for a long time of people that would maybe make sense. I haven't really had that in a while because the roster is always changing. Like I think Keith Lee, for example, because he's not the greatest talker. He was decent, but he wasn't the greatest promo guy before they cut him. I feel like him and Heyman would have been a cool pairing on paper. Um, That would have made sense beyond that. As far as the guys go. I think it would be cooler if he went with someone for that's currently in NXT, someone like a Braun breaker who could talk on his own. Um, he's the son of Rick Steiner, Scott Steiner. I feel like that would be fucking awesome. Cause Rick Steiner, or a uh, Braun breaker is like a mirror image of his father and uncle mm-hmm. and um, he kind of gives me Brock vibes in that sense. So Heyman with him would be awesome. And he's a top prospect who could really succeed like Brock did early on in his WWE main roster run. I'm glad you mentioned uh, the females, too, because the first name that has always come to mind as far as a Paul Heyman girl, which we've never seen in WWE before. So if you really want to do something that's never been done before, then pair him with a woman. That being, I think, the obvious answer is Ronda Rousey. He's always been very, you know, high on her in interviews. He's talked about it a lot. She's talked about it a lot. I mean, we were all, you know, petitioning for that when she first came in four or five years ago. Or, I mean, I guess, wow, almost – I was going to say 5 but it hasn't even been 5 years yet. She debuted in early 2018. She's been gone for about almost 3 years now. She wow. was only in the company for about a year. The more time passes, the more I feel like she will come back cuz for the longest time she took time off from WWE to have a kid. And mm-hmm. you know, she couldn't have the kid, she didn't have the kid, whatever the case might be doesn't really matter. Um but I felt like that was kind of her priority and it is and it was it was right. and still is. But she had she ended up getting pregnant. She had her I think daughter um, A couple of months ago, that tells me maybe if she wanted to, she has not completely eliminated the possibility of coming back. I don't know what her contract status is with WWE. Um, but yeah, I, I still feel like with Ronda that she could be back at some point. Now that she's had the kid, maybe maybe not in the next two months, maybe not for the Rumble, um, where she debuted at four years ago. But maybe, you know, a little bit later down the line, around SummerSlam, Ronda Rousey could come back. And again, she's another one, never the greatest promo person. So maybe putting her with Heyman in addition to Roman or a Brock or just no one at all um, would be perfect. So I think I think the Ronda coming back alongside Paul Heyman to me would be a perfect pairing.
1: I could imagine that that back and forth, Mike uh, sparring between Paul and Roman, Roman, Paul, Ronda, Becky. Yeah, obviously, whenever Ronda comes back, it's going to be for Becky. Ain't gonna be nobody else. It
0: should be oh, Becky. I mean Becky's a heel right now, but yeah, Becky. I mean it, it, it depends on when it is, but yeah, Becky would make the most
1: sense obviously. Yeah, um I think WrestleMania of next year could be. It. I don't think I don't think this year. I think next year. Right? No,
0: not this year coming up. Yeah, maybe the year after. I don't think she'll be back yeah. before Mania. Yeah, I mean, I mean. assuming she's back at all.
1: Yeah, exactly. LA would make
0: sense cuz she's a big star anyway. So, and that's another thing too. We haven't really seen Heyman go back and forth with women a lot, but he's the type of character that is so I don't want to say vulnerable, but like Becky could kick his ass. And it's like totally believable because the guy, heman's like a mm-hmm. coward, like he could talk shit to Becky, but then she like threatens to beat him up. And he's like, no, no, no don't hurt me. Like that's the type <laughs> of character that he is. And he shines against all of these people. So yeah, like him sparring back and forth with a Sasha or a Becky mm. or a Charlotte, even, or hopefully other women, if they bother to build them up, um, I feel like would be great. So, <laughs> that is something we've never seen before with him. And he's been here. He's been back in WWE for a decade. And I feel like that would be uh, that would make for some great segments.
1: Uh, Before I get to to, uh, day one, I want to get your thoughts on Brock Lesnar. He's not I guess he's this babyface character guy going up against Roman Reigns. Want to get your thoughts on how do you feel about Brock being a, a, a good guy nowadays? And do you have a personal favorite time frame? Of the Brock Lesnar character, from when he came in, he was a, he was a good guy. Then he's a bad guy with, with Paul Heyman. He comes back as Suplex City guy. What's your favorite version of Brock Lesnar?
0: I mean, to be completely honest with you, this current incarnation of Brock is probably among my favorites. Um, Babyface Brock isn't you know perfect by any means, and just in general, but in bringing him back, I mean, the feud of the Roman has been done to death over the last five, six, seven years. That being said, though, it feels fresh because they've reversed the roles. Roman's the heel, Brock's the babyface, but it's not the same Brock that he was a year ago when he left, just as a babyface, because we've seen that before. After we lost the WWE title to Rollins at WrestleMania in that triple threat match with Roman when the whole cashing happened,
1: Mm -hmm. he
0: was kind of a babyface for a little while after. I've never really said, you know, I've always said he's he's not a babyface, he's not a heel, he's just Brock Lesnar. That's just kind of who he is. It doesn't really have a... An alignment there. He's kind of either one. He's kind of a tweener, I guess you could say, right? He's really whatever they, he wants to be as a character. Exactly. Um, but he was kind of a baby face. He was kind of flirting with that for a little while in 2015. And that was when the suplex that the suplex city thing happened and it blew up and people were loving it. He was selling tons of merchandise and he probably still does, mm-hmm. but specifically during that point, there were new suplex city shirts every single week and people eat that shit up. Um, that being said, he was still the same Brock that he was before people were just cheering him. That's not the case now. Now he's coming out doing way more talking, different hairstyle, different getup, different attitude. And it's something that we've never really seen from Brock before. I remember when he was wearing sombreros and stuff in, in 03 and doing all the goofy <laughs> shit and stuff like that. Everyone knows that favorite, fam, famous segment before the uh, feud with Eddie back in 04, I think it was. Um, but we haven't really seen that side of Brock in almost 20 years. So I assume this is how he is like with his friends and with his family and stuff back home, but we never see that on the show. So it's, mm-hmm. it feels fresh. It's entertaining. The stuff with Sammy's in, if you've caught it, is some of, the, some of the best stuff that he's done in years. The talking stuff, they play off each other so well. It's fucking hilarious. Um, I love this current iteration of Brock. Beyond this one, um, I'm not sure. I mean, in the last 10 years, I mean, obviously when he first came in in 02, he was the next big thing, super white hot. Um, uh, pretty much killed everyone That was a great Brock Lesnar Pretty much yeah, and on SmackDown, that was kind of an underrated run as well, because he was on his own for a long time without Heyman, from like late 0-2 to 0-4 when he left for a good year and a half. People don't remember he wasn't with Heyman. He was doing all of his own promos and segments and stuff. Mm-hmm. He's not the greatest promo guy, or wasn't. He's he's, he's much better now at the field. He doesn't even really feel like he's cutting a promo. He's more so just talking, which is great. Talking shit. Yeah, talking <laughs> shit. Maybe when he first came back, I mean, they 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 fucked him up pretty quickly by having him lose to John Cena. But like that, having Brock back and the MMA. Type Type dude and Suplex City in twenty fifteen was also a great version of Brock. So he's always been kind of Brock Lesnar, regardless of what era it is. He's always yeah. been kind of the same. But those are some of my favorite time periods of the Brock Lesnar character.
1: Yeah, I think he lost to Triple H and John Cena back to back, right? When he, when he when he came back. Am, so am I wrong? It wasn't back to back. But what happened was, so he comes back
0: within a month of returning, loses to John Cena. Fucking stupid immediately enters a feud with triple H beats him once at, at SummerSlam. They do the rematch at WrestleMania the following year and really? he lost to him then. So it was like a, it was like a 50, 50 thing. Like he would lose of win, course. win, lose, it was bad. I'm like, okay, this is not, you don't book Brock to be 50, 50. Thankfully by like 2013, they had him beat triple H. He beat CM Punk. He beat big show, ended the streak. And then they booked him consistently to win for a long time. So, that was another another great version of Brock was right after he broke the streak. He was white hot as a heel, and people really fucking hated him because he broke the streak, which was great. Mm-hmm.
1: So, Graham, how excited are you for day one? Uh, brand new pay-per-view by the company, New Year's Day. Uh, we did not get a pay-per-view in December, if I'm not mistaken. Not so from they, WWE, no. They said no, no December. We're going right to January, so two in January, day mm-hmm. one in the Rumble. So how excited are you for day one?
0: I'm looking forward to it. Assuming the card stays the same. Um, as of, you know, Monday's Raw, there were a lot of people missing. I was actually at the MSG House show on Sunday, which was a lot of fun. They brought an edge last minute, which was cool. I saw that. Um, yeah, it was, it, was, it was a fun time. And a lot of the top stars were missing from that show. Rollins, Big E, Becky, Liv, um... Everybody Bobby lashley, what'd you say? Everybody. Pretty much. They're WWE champion, they're raw women's champion. It was it was pretty bad. Uh-huh. Um, as far as the people that they were missing, the show itself was good, and that was evident on Raw. Obviously, it's no secret. I think most of those people, if not all of them, have COVID or have been you know in contact with someone who had COVID. I don't know exactly. Um, but it's it's covid related it's health related. Mm. So I don't follow the CDC every single day, but from what I've heard. I think they're going off of the idea that they have a quarantine time of five days if they're not showing any symptoms after that point. So if that's the case, they should be good to go for Saturday. WWE, as we're recording right now, is still operating under the mindset that they are good to go for Saturday. Mm -hmm. Um, That could change. I mean, they've advertised stuff. And then like Sasha Banks, for example, they probably knew or didn't know come SummerSlam that she wouldn't be there. She wasn't on TV for a week or two. And then they were still advertising Sasha and Bianca for SummerSlam. Yeah. And then at SummerSlam, she wasn't there. So it's like they will advertise shit literally up until the fucking moment the pay-per-view, the match is supposed to happen before switching plans. They could do that on Saturday, and I really hope they don't because it's just terrible when they do that shit. Um, but, yeah, so hopefully that's that's not the case. Everyone's able to make it because those are all the big stars. Those are the biggest matches on the show. We got a four-way for the WWE title, a universal title match, Roman and Brock. We talked about Becky and live for the Raw Women's Championship. So, yeah. Um, hopefully they're good to go. I'm looking forward to the show. I think Brock and, and Roman's really engaged me as a fan, and their storyline's been great. Mm-hmm. The WWE title stuff has been all over the place, but it should be a good match. And the rest of the show looks solid on paper. It's the first, to my knowledge, the first ever New Year's Day pay-per-view they've done. I know they had New Year's Revolution years ago, and I'm a little salty. They're still not calling this show New Year's Revolution. True. Bringing that title name back, that pay-per-view name back, but this might be their first January 1st pay-per-view. And it's interesting. It's on a Saturday, too, which is cool, not on a Sunday. Yeah. I like when they do the Saturday pay-per-views. Um, and if it's a, if it's a success, maybe they'll do it again next year. So I mm. like it. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing what they do on Saturday.
1: All right. So right now we got seven matches on the card. We'll start with RK Bro and the Street Profits for the Tag Team, Raw Tag Team Championship. RK Bro or the Street Profits? Um, I got
0: RK Bro retaining, and then the profits could ultimately take the belts from them. They could take them here. Mm-hmm. I think all roads lead to Orton and Riddle at WrestleMania. I it's just more a matter of when and not if, obviously, you do the split and have them lose the titles. It's either here or probably at the Rumble. Um, they could lose here. I don't, it just doesn't feel like the right time. I would wait at least a couple more weeks. Mm-hmm. If the profits won, cool, but I got RK Bro winning here, though.
1: And then what, uh, Orton turns heel for the 45th time on, 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 on Riddle. I mean that's what I expected because if you don't, I mean I guess they could always go their
0: separate ways like no tag teams usually do. I mean him just turning on Riddle makes the most sense given their dynamic and Orton's just always annoyed of him and it just it makes sense. So that's the one time I would I would be fine with it. Um, but yeah, Orton would obviously be the heel. Yeah. Though, I, think.
1: I mean yeah. I wouldn't even mind if they're still champions at WrestleMania, but they got they got a rift. And they go one-on-one, but they're still champions. I, I don't... They, they could. They, they did that with Ray and Eddie, actually, back in
0: WrestleMania 21, I think it was. Um, back in 05, they were still the tag team champions when they had their match. And they, no one was a heel or anything. But, right. you know, that that's a possibility. To me, I just wouldn't. Man, I would say it's a waste of the tag titles when you could have them defended on that show. But let's face it, these tag team divisions are complete garbage. So I don't. If we go without a raw tag team title match, I don't think many people would complain. So right? I, I don't think that's the worst idea,
1: actually. Uh we got Drew McIntyre and Mad Cat Moss. I mean, uh, Drew McIntyre. Who gives a fuck? I mean, exactly. you could say it, Randy. Who gives a shit? Exactly, because you know the guy who you said could. Take the belt over over Roman at WrestleMania. He can't lose to Mad Cat Moss at day one, can he? <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't know. I mean, they could have Corbin interfere and
0: have him cost in the win. But if oh they're boy. building up, if Drew's first, like he hasn't really lost a lot lately uh-huh. on SmackDown. He hasn't lost at all. He lost the Biggie at Crown Jewel two months ago, but I don't think he's lost one on one since then. Mm-hmm. I would absolutely not have him lose to fucking Mad Cat Moss. They're clearly doing this to build to him and Corbin. Uh, McIntyre and Corbin, probably the rumble. Why? I don't know. I, I really mm-hmm. don't care. I like both guys, but it's a, fe- it's a feud and a match. Yeah. I've seen a million times before. I don't really care. So with that being said, I would have McIntyre win here. I think it'd be dumb if he lost. Um, I can't take him. I'm not. That they can't take him seriously, but if you want to build this guy up to beat Roman or be a main event threat again, you can't be losing to mad cat Moss. So they have mm-hmm. zero plans for on his own. And rightfully so. He's just, he's not going to get above a certain level. So McIntyre has got to win here.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, you mean the same Baron Corbin, the last guy to pin Roman Reigns two years ago? That guy,
0: exactly that that same yeah, guy. Fair. Yeah, they that, never went back to it. They never acknowledged it. <laughs> you know, acknowledged Roman Reigns, but they exactly. never acknowledged that.
1: Um, the Raw Women's Title: Becky Lynch, Liv Morgan.
0: Um, Becky Lynch winning this one. I like Liv, but they're telling the story that Becky has been a champion every active day she's been on the roster since WrestleMania 35, which is true. Um, I would not have Becky lose here at day one. I wouldn't have her lose it only to get it back like the next night or at the Rumble. I feel like that would be a waste.
1: Mm-hmm. I think
0: Liv could be champion later on in 2022. I would say they like her enough to give her the belt at some point, but I mean, Tony Storm, they just gave an opportunity to. She lost and then she quit. So, I mean, who knows what's going to happen, but the, the, these rosters are so predictable, unpredictable mm-hmm. in WWE because you don't know who's going to get released or quit at any given time. Um, but yeah, I, I think Liv... Will lose, and I think she should lose here. I don't think it's her time quite yet. Although she is popular, it would be a great moment. Becky's got to
1: retain, in my opinion. Then who who who's who's Becky's biggest threat? I mean, on the current roster, not somebody outside, but who's the biggest threat to to Becky? If it ain't Liv Morgan, who else?
0: So on the current
1: roster, my two my top two people that
0: I could see Becky face, and that I've said at WrestleMania are. Bianca Belair and Rhea Ripley. Now I know Bianca and Becky just feuded for the last, you know, three months or whatever. Becky beat her at SummerSlam. The thing with that storyline though, Bianca never beat Becky. She never got her win back. So it wasn't like it even ended decisively. Becky beat her every time. WWE never really does that. Mm -hmm. I mean, WWE could have her beat her every time. And then Bianca gets like released, which I don't think would happen, but you never know with this company and how, how stuff works. Anything can happen. But I'm hoping that Bianca will get her win back at some point. And hopefully it happens. You know, it could happen at WrestleMania. If they don't want to go that route and they want to save that for a later time, um, they could do Rhea Ripley, who hasn't been in the Raw Women's Championship picture for a good five or six months, for probably since SummerSlam. And, and she and Becky have never had a match on the main roster. They had a one-off match in NXT about two years ago, and that was that. So mm-hmm. uh, Rhea Ripley's back on her own now. She could win the Women's Rumble that she came up short of winning last year. She was the runner-up. She could win this year and then go on to face Becky mania. So to me, those are the top two choices, Rhea or Bianca.
1: Right. Edge, the Miz, regular one-on-one match.
0: I think Edge wins here. Um, Again, I could see Miz winning a lot like with Moss where it's like, Oh, we cheated to win to keep the feud going. Mm -hmm. I don't think so. I mean, Edge just beat Rollins in a hell in a cell match, an amazing match at crown jewel. I really wouldn't follow that up by having, by having edge lose to the fucking Miz. And I like the Miz, but I was hoping when he first came back, he would be more serious, but he's, he's still been a goof and it's like, it's entertaining. Mm -hmm. Like I liked what they did on raw, probably in the minority there, the whole wedding segment thing, Mm -hmm. but he's still a comedy character kind of. And I like him better with Maurice than with Morrison, (laughs) because with Morrison, they were complete losers as as a joke. Yeah. Um, He's got to be more serious. He's not that guy. He's just not that guy, pal. He's not that guy. So they, I would rather see Edge be kind of pushed towards the title picture instead. Right now, Edge wins. Maybe Beth comes out to help him out. That leads to a mixed, maybe Miz and Maurice win the mixed tag. But, um, I hope this leads to a mixed tag with Edge and Beth versus mm. Miz and Maurice at some point, probably at the Rumble. And, um, either way, I think Edge has got to win here.
1: Yeah, I was surprised to see Bischoff back. I'm like, Eric Bischoff back. Like, what the fuck going on?
0: As a one off, it was cool. The funny thing is that he was, I feel like he was just on dynamite, like a couple of months ago he was just on dynamite so the fact that he was on raw was pretty cool i guess it wasn't a case where like they lost their top talent so it's like oh let's fill the void with eric bischoff i guess he was always scheduled to be on the show apparently Mm -hmm. from what i read um yeah and i like i like bischoff popping up as these one-offs and you can never get enough eric bischoff and always love hearing that music too so i thought that was cool
1: um the usos and the new day smackdown tag team Championship. I think
0: the Usos retain the New Day, have beaten the Usos in various matches, tag team matches, multi-man matches for the Mm -hmm. last three or four weeks on SmackDown. You don't do that if the Usos are losing again at the pay-per-view. So, um, Usos, I think, are going to win here. I mean, they could lose the belts to the New Day. This is nothing new. Uh, We've seen this match a million times, and they always work well together, but they've run it into the ground recently on SmackDown. So um, I think think the Usos retain here to keep all the gold in the bloodline.
1: So the same question I asked you about Becky. I'm actually about the Usos. If it ain't the New Day, who are the biggest threat to the Uso? Because they, they've they had the belt for quite some time now.
0: Yeah, since uh, July, I think, and Money in the Bank. Um, it probably is New Day. I just don't think New Day wins here. Because if you look, okay. at, there's no fucking tag teams on SmackDown. There's none. <laughs> they have Nakamura and Boogs. I don't know if I would put the tag titles on them. I mean, Nakamura is still the Intercontinental Champion. He would have to lose that uh-huh. in order to win the tag titles. That's possible. I like them a lot as a pairing, but as a tag team champion combo, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I I don't even know who else they fucking have. I know they have Los Lotharios who are very good. They're also heels, though, is the problem. Uh-huh. It's Humberto and Angel. Angel Garza and Umberto Carrillo. I like them a lot. Mm-hmm. They're just also heels is the issue. So I would put the belts on them ideally. Another New Day reign I just really don't care don't about. I'd rather see Woods doing his own thing as the king of the ring. True. And Kofi too. I just I just don't want it. We just saw them as champions like earlier this year. I don't really want to see that again. At least not <laughs> right now. For like the fucking literally 12th or 13th time. So I, I don't really know. They don't really have a lot of options as far as teams on SmackDown.
1: We have a fatal four-way for the WWE Championship. Big E, Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens, and Bobby Lashley. Intriguing interesting that's if everybody's healthy in time Mm -hmm. so if it is a fatal four-way between those guys does biggie retain
0: yeah i think so um they could they could always have someone else win without pinning biggie because it is a Mm four-way i don't think owens is that guy i know he just re-signed so it's a possibility that he could win as a major shocker i think it'd be cool um he just hasn't been built up enough to really be taken seriously as a world champion at this point. Unfortunately, he hasn't won an actual fucking match. I mean, I think he won on Monday's raw, but <clears throat> prior to that, he hadn't won in forever. So by pinfall in a, in a singles match. Um, so I don't think it's Owens, Bobby, I, the Biggie beat him for the title. I would like to see Bobby as champion again. I don't think it's here. The only person that I could see winning is Rollins. I don't think Rollins wins here though. I mean, I guess you mm. could to put Biggie back in chase mode, for some reason, I'm just not feeling a title change here. So I think Biggie's e going to retain my pinning probably Kevin Owens.
1: So question I got is if Biggie retains, the other guys, Seth Ko and Bobby Lashley, do you think any one of those guys? I don't think Seth. Do you think maybe a Kevin Owens and Bobby Lashley can potentially win the Rumble later on in the month to get Biggie at WrestleMania? Um, Owens, no.
0: Bobby maybe, but I don't know if they would do Bobby and Biggie again. They had a handful of matches earlier on, like a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if they would go back to that. I think Bobby's turning babyface. face. Um, I've I heard rumblings. That, yeah, yeah I, I, I've heard people say maybe. I don't want to see this, but I could see him turning baby face and then feuding with Omos going into WrestleMania. I do not want to see Omos and Bobby Lashley. I think Bobby is oh. there. That, that sounds like a fucking shit show. Um, if Bobby were to win, Honestly, mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind the idea of him moving to SmackDown to face Roman Reigns for the championship. I think that'd be cool. Bo- face Bobby, heel Roman for the Universal title. SmackDown needs star power right now. They lost Jeff Hardy a couple weeks ago. They, they need yeah. people on that show. So, Bobby moving over to Friday nights wouldn't be the worst thing. And um, that that's an option, too. I still think it could be Brock winning the Rumble, unfortunately, or Drew again. Um, Bobby would be fresh, though, and it would, be, it would be interesting to see who he would choose, and I would go with Roman. So, that's what I would do.
1: And the main event, we got Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar for the WWE Universal title. Uh, what we got, Grant? What we got? Roman and Brock. I'm thinking Roman walks out still
0: champion. Um, Brock could win. He already lost to Roman to Crown Jewel as the thing with interference. Yeah. So how do you do that again without running back the same finish? I mean, WWE doesn't give a fuck. They probably would and they could. But... I would again either have Heyman turn. I mean, I say turn, but I don't think he ever really law. You know, rejoined with Brock or, or turned on Roman. But mm-hmm. um, I could see him realigning with Roman here, helping him retain the championship. Um, I don't know if they would pin Brock or what would happen. I could see a deal where they just do a count-out or a DQ or a, a non finish,
1: mm-hmm. which is
0: what I thought they would do a crown jewel and they didn't. So I wouldn't. I mean, I hate ending pay per views that way, but I could see them doing that here. So potentially. Um yeah, I don't know. I, I think Roman walks out still champion though. I just wouldn't do it here. I feel like we're so close to WrestleMania. Why would you have him lose it before then? True. Uh just to have him lose it there, if anything. So mm-hmm. I don't. I, I don't want to see Brock as champion anyway. So I, I love this iteration of Brock, but I wouldn't want to have him win the title. Mm. So I think um I think I think Roman retains one way or another.
1: I just think bottom line, as long as they find ways to kind of thread this into the Royal Rumble mm-hmm. you know, later on in, in, in that month you know there's a lot of championship matches here, it's like, alright it's like where do you go for the Rumble? That that's, a, mm-hmm. the, that's the most important question yeah, you know, Raw on, on Monday and Smackdown on Friday, cool, but it's like well, how do you set this up for the Rumble? And it's like do, yeah. I want, do I want Roman to lose? That's my guy. I'm going to be like, no. But do I want to see Brock as champion? I, I love Brock. It's, it's just seeing this Brock as champion could be interesting. I just don't think they pull the trigger now. Because if you have that year and a half long reign for Roman, no pun intended, it's like, all right, you're going down at day one. What the fuck is that? You know? Yeah, no, yeah, Brock I, I agree with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: I agree with that. I mean, if they really want to get people talking, they would do it on this show. Hmm. I don't know. I the thing with Brock as champion though is that we just I like this Brock, but again him being champion. Another right. thing is you that don't Brock it. being champion, I'm not super high on. But Roman's been champion for so long that I really want him to lose to someone that could really benefit from beating Roman. Brock's being Roman a bunch already. I just yeah. You know, would Roman get the belt back a couple weeks later or something? I mean, I feel like that would be stupid too. Why interrupt the reign? Why not just keep it going? So right. I yeah. I don't know. I, I would rather have Roman retain, and then Brock. I would rather have Drew take the belt off of uh, off of Roman personally than, than Brock.
1: Although I love Brock, and and that, and that's what I keep seeing, I keep reading that Drew could be the guy because of him not getting his true moment. Yeah, exactly. Year ago with the whole exactly. COVID thing, and so I get it. If if it's Drew, uh, fine, whatever, but. Um, I'm looking forward to looking forward to day one, see how interesting it'll be. You know, first per review of the year, day one, New Year's Day should be should be fun on a Saturday. Uh-huh. Um, we'll see what happens. But um, Graham, I always appreciate you coming on, man. You can find Graham on Twitter at Wrestle Rant. Great work for both Bleacher Report and fan sided Daily D D T. You can find me on Twitter and IG at Randy J Cruz, R-E-N D Y, the letter J C R U Z. Find the podcast on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube.com slash Cruise Control Podcast. And cop the t-shirts at ProWrestlingTees.com. Graham Matthews, my man. Thank you. Always appreciate it. Thank you,
0: Randy. Always a great time. Looking forward to the next
1: one. All right, man. Take it easy. Adios. All right.